Yes, hi, hello, and uh, welcome to Gooncast. I'm James, also known as Saber0307 on Twitch, and uh, I'm once again joined by Kat and Lee. Hello. As always. Hello. Uh, I'm Kat, aka the Attack Cat. I'm a dialogue designer by day and a horror writer slash sometimes streamer slash artist by night. What it do, everybody? It's your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. I am a fantasy and horror writer, and uh, oh boy, <laughs> I, I am so excited to talk about something that I'm fucking thrilled about. I think we should start off the bat and just say this is going to be just like a straight up spoiler cast. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't think there's any way to talk about this movie. Like if so, if you have not seen Malignant yet, pause and go watch it. Yeah, just, uh, I think that's all of our recommendation right off the yes. bat. Is it's so worth a watch. We we all like it a lot. So and it, and go in yeah. go in blind. Go in blind. Yeah. And, and yeah, if, um, if if you didn't want to see it because of the tease the trailer, the trailer doesn't do this movie any justice. Oh God! So yeah. Um. To to get started, I uh I think I was the only one among us who had seen uh like like previews. I who, I, who, I saw the previews who wasn't well. completely blind. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was totally blind, yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember what I remembered one of you was totally uh totally unaware of this movie. Um, but so the the previews very much make it seem like a um typical uh paranormal horror entry, much in the in the same vein as most of James Wan's recent work, right? So it 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 was very much conjuring and insidious vibes with a little bit of paranormal activity which we'll get into a little. Um, and, you know, watching the trailer, I was like, oh, I know exactly how this movie's going to go. And it looks like it's going to be terrible. So let's just buckle in for some schlock. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let's let's buckle in for another mediocre horror movie in the vein of Spiral and Conjuring 3 and blah, blah, blah. Because blah, blah. we never do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I went in, even though I really like James Wan as a director, like even like mostly because of his visual style and like his cinematography and his choice of camera yeah. and like shots and everything like that um you know it's not every film of his works for me and i was kind of had like the lowest of expectations going into this movie just based off of how not necessarily because of his filmography but just how dreadful the last year has been for for new horror movies yeah, especially yes. especially coming after off of the fear street trilogy Oh my and God, yes. uh, and the fact that uh, like the review like there were no reviews for this movie until like the day it came out was a little worrisome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But and um yeah, so like my I think I've I've spoken a little bit about James Wan on this podcast, um but I've definitely had a um a pretty sour opinion of him uh for a while just because uh. I do feel like visually he's such a strong director, but he makes some choices in terms of how he directs horror that I really just don't get behind, such as cheap jump scares and, you know, just like the the standard, like, shrieking, elongated face, like, you know, just, just stuff where it's, it's all very generic and uh, I don't want to say popular, but, you, you know, it's that kind of like, it's 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 mainstream right and and he kind of became sort of the uh the 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 kind of like gold standard 
of horror where everyone was trying to emulate the James Wan style. So we mm -hmm. just got this glut of paranormal horror movies with stupid looking jump scares and you know where where obviously they're not as good visually as he is so they all kind of start to fall flat and fall apart a little yeah, bit yeah the boy by <laughs> man yes. all kinds of shit just just yeah garbage yeah, except but, for wish upon obviously yeah yes except for wish upon yeah. um put some respect but, on that name <laughs> but like this movie feels like a return to form for him because to to a degree, Insidious had this a little bit, but especially one of his older movies, uh, Dead Silence, um, like James Wan is a B horror movie fan, and and just like he got my letters. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he was putting them all on his fridge and He's looking like, at him oh, every morning as he was getting his breakfast ready and just going, oh, I should write. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. He didn't well, even he, he didn't even write this one. It was well, uh, story by sto him. Yeah. Story by him. Yeah, but but yeah, just man, I like. All right, so uh, we should probably get into what this movie is even about. Um, and I guess we should also preface this by saying that the three of us kind of collectively figured out the twists of the movie yeah. very early, yeah, uh, which was a thing that we complained about with Fear Street. But this is kind of part of the, what makes this movie better than all the other movies that have come out this year in that it was not, it was nothing new for horror movie veterans like us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. where, where we're like, oh, I recognize that tell as, you know, something out of, this movie or this style of movie or you know what have you but like just just us figuring out and being like i swear to god if that's what this movie does i will adore it and then it yeah. fucking did it yeah like, yeah that's, that's amazing and that's a beautiful thing too in that a lot of times when you're going through a movie that you can tell is going to hinge on a third act twist if you figure that twist out early, you feel like something's been taken away from you. You feel like a sense of the mystery has been robbed and you just mm -hmm. feel kind of like, oh, now I just kind of got to sit around and play dumb until the twist. Whereas yes. with this one, we figured out the twist maybe 25 or 30 minutes into the film and it made it better somehow. Yeah, We were mm -hmm. like, there is no way they're going to do this. In in. It just kept looking more and more like it was going to happen. Yeah. God. In in Fear so, Street, it was like, this movie's dumb enough to try to do this. Like yes. like the 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 all of a sudden the uh the cop becoming a bigot in the final ten minutes of the movie or yes or the the super obvious uh oh it her name is C Berman C Berman yeah. it's like why aren't you saying her first name oh it's because her mm -hmm. name's going to be a big twist. Oh, the name is the sister, and it's not the other one who we could like. It's not. It's it's gonna be Ziggy because the the other one's too fucking obvious, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like this is dumb. This was like little things that you might not necessarily notice until like a second viewing that so we I, we noticed, and it was just yeah. like, oh, yes. are they doing this? But then, but then also. Like this is, and this is a testament to how good James Wan is. Uh, 
I started a second viewing with Will and I noticed something in the opening credits that I didn't notice the first time that just literally, uh, you know, again, spoilers from here on out. Yeah, 100%. this is the last last chance. The last warning. You're gonna, to... If you're going to see Malignant, do it at this point. Get yes. the fuck out yes. and watch the goddamn movie and then come yeah. back. But in the opening credits, which are, are, are brilliant and very reminiscent of like Seven and like the 90s and early aughts style of, you know, frantic, gross cut horror. Uh, there are there are references to conjoined twins. And I was just like, holy shit, five minutes in. Yeah. He's already like, here's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> here's fucking another brilliant. clue. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was fucking wild. Like we, we were mm -hmm. all trying to guess what the fuck the killer was. Um, yeah. And then like, I, I think Kat had 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 the first guess. I forgot what it was. Um, well, I, I, so I, I remember, uh, it was when she first, or it was when, uh, we had the scene where the, uh, the tour guide from the underground was, uh, tied up and we saw, like, we saw Gabriel moving around more clearly for the first time. Yeah. Um, because F before that they were kind of employing a little bit of the, the, like J horror influence where it was this very kind of like bizarre contorted limbs moving and like long stringy hair mm -hmm. and just like a dark figure. And you were like, oh shit, what is this thing? But then seeing him moving a little bit in, in more light, I was like, that looks like her. Like that looks like her body type. And I like the wheels started turning my head of like, is it her? And she's being controlled by like a spirit or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Because at this point, I was still, I was still under the presumption that it was going to be uh, ghosts. I, I like right. because because there's that one of the trailers very famously has a VHS scene where it's a birthday party and the the main character is a little girl and you see her like whispering to somebody and she's like and her mom goes, "Who are you talking to, Madison?" And she goes, "Gabriel." And I was just like, "That's that is exactly the I think Paranormal Activity three because that's the you know when when the main characters of the first two are little girls in the 70s and they're like oh who are you talking to and i forget the paranormal activity ladies names but they're like toby and toby's the fucking demon ghost in their attic and it's just like oh yeah i know where this is going right but yeah. like that they use that trope so effectively so yeah i had i had guessed that and then i i i voiced to the group i was like do you guys think it's her somehow like she's she's like the person and then james just said i think it's a malignant tumor <laughs> well i mean first lee had his guess yeah, too. yeah my my guess uh like oh. a quick a quick rundown uh for, for the general plot is our main character has been trying unsuccessfully to get pregnant several times she's had mm -hmm. three miscarriages by the time the film starts mm -hmm. and once once some traits of the supernatural force started to become more clear and it looked kind of like her mm -hmm. uh my guess was that it's one of the um one of her miscarriages that it's, yes. it's the fetus from one of those uh those failed pregnancies that mm -hmm. was somehow allowed to grow into this this creature yeah mm -hmm. 
And I thought yeah. that was just bonkers enough that they would maybe and, try that. And a hundred percent, that could have been a really, really like that. That could have been a feasible yeah. Yeah. like twist. It, it could have been really good. Um, and then and big then, brain saber. I know. James <laughs> just said, "Oh, it's it's like the dark half," it's and all of us half. went, "Oh, oh yeah. my god, it's the like, dark half." It was like it's a it's a malignant twin. And it's like, yes. oh, parasitic twin. Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. And then I think I made a joke about it just being on the back of her head for, like, yep. the whole movie. And, like, it's it's not. It, it, they actually do a kind of clever thing with, like, hiding him. But, like, when you get the first reveal in the, like, the flashback, the VHS flashback, oh, my God. It, it's so like, good. The monster design is so cool. It's, it's really good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's the second the, well the second also you said it's on her back or like the mm -hmm. back of her head. Mm -hmm. We we started noticing shit about the fact that Gabriel was moving backwards and yes. his yes. front and, and... his front was the back of a coat. Yep. 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 And uh and you see in some scenes uh you know the like when he goes to stab somebody it's it's like the the arm is bent the wrong way or he's moving and his legs are bent the wrong way yeah. and you're just like what the heck is going on yeah and then you realize oh he's he like he's literally piloting her backwards yeah uh and we also noticed some clever things that like i'm not entirely sure if this is like 100 percent true um but i was noticing because at some point he calls her on the phone um and i was noticing that she was kind of like doing tiny movements as he was talking and, you know, in most horror movies, it's like, yeah, some you're acting, right? Like somebody's acting while, you know, they're just, they have a, a phone up to their ear and they're pretending mm -hmm. to hear somebody in the background. But like, if you watched her movements, and especially because of the way that shot was framed, there was a mirror behind her so you could see the back of her head. You couldn't see any movement in the back of her head, but the way she was moving was in time with how Gabriel was talking. Yeah. So it was almost like he was kind of like, like doing micro movements with her body as he was talking to her. And I was and, just like, fuck. Yeah. And they had some very clever ways to incorporate supernatural elements to keep you from, mm -hmm. um, from pointing out what could be glaring pl uh, plot holes. Like mm -hmm. I can't really get into it without mentioning what the beginning of this movie is. Thank yes. fuck that a horror movie these days has the guts to do a good old fashioned cold, brutal open. Yeah. Yes. Like it's been a while. And, you and know? to do it to do it well in an impactful yes. way, not a blow your load in the opening ten minutes like Conjuring Three did. Yeah. yeah. Like have the first five minutes of the movie just be this over the top set piece to establish the threat that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we've got a bunch of doctors who are struggling to keep an experiment under control. This patient, and they keep establishing that this this thing has oh. the power to manipulate and absorb electricity. Mm -hmm. We and... should also mention that the, uh, the, the, the hospital or the, like, you know, the, the building that they're in is very, very reminiscent of the hospital from House on Haunted Hill. Hospital slash yes. mansion, whatever. Uh, where it's like, it's this giant cathedral overlooking a cliff. And you're just oh, like, it's it's total old oh, school spooks. It's yeah, amazing. yeah, it has to be. Uh, uh, go on, and, Lee. And they, yeah, they they establish that this thing has a certain set of powers and manipulating electricity, and um, 
like audio waves is part of its power. It's able to manipulate like the overhead system in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So they're able to do things like have Gabriel make phone calls with Madison still in the room and visible. Mm -hmm. He's able to project his voice through the phone from the back of her head. Mm-hmm. which and just like, like manipulate the currents in the phone to make it exactly fall. and yeah you know it gives a reason that he's able to manipulate lights which is always you know a big horror trope of like oh mm-hmm. of course when you're being stalked by the evil thing is when the lights start going out mm-hmm. no they, they they give some they give some um some backstory to it they give gabriel a sure a believable set of powers why the fuck not you know it's a horror movie yeah um, yeah but they establish a set of rules and they yes. stick to it. Yep. Yeah. And he's, that he's should not got... be an accomplishment, but it is. <laughs> yeah. It, the it, fact that so day, many horror movies fail yeah. to abide by the rules that they set in their Ooh. own fucking film. Like Thank Fear God Street. That a movie finally does it. Like, like fucking Fear Street. Street. Like fucking Fear Street. Yeah. Oh, so, she's only so going to. Should... Oh. We should, I think, do, do a quick. Because, yeah, that opening scene is great. We should then, I think, do a quick breakdown of the plot so people can follow what we're talking about. Yes. Um, because then then we essentially cut to, I think it was 20 years later, 30 years later, maybe? 30 years later, yeah. 30 years later. Um, we cut to Madison. Um, she's our main character. She's pregnant. She comes home um, to this uh, real... Uh, real winner of a husband. real tool yeah, yeah what yeah, a no. he's, fucking he's a dick scumbag yeah. and and he's like a cartoonishly evil dick so like oh, from the second you see him and he's got his still like shooed feet oh kicked yeah up his on the shoes bed, on the bed get the fuck out of here listen yeah. <laughs> i didn't even let laura palmer get away with that i'm not gonna let fucking Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but all right so <laughs> so he's he's being a dick and uh, through his dickishness, we learned that this is Madison's fourth baby, yeah. I think. And she's had three previous miscarriages. Yep. Um, and he's pissed about it. And he's being incredibly hostile and rude uh, and, and just like very, you know, borderline abusive uh, until he goes full blown, like Psycho insane abusive. abusive yeah, and and literally grabs her forehead and slams her head into the back of their like into the back of the wall or into into like a wall in their in their room to the point where he like cracks the plaster and you yeah. see a like like you know liquid like a bloody print on the wall where where she where her head smashed in and you're just like oh he dies first yeah like a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, we realized after we were sort of starting to figure out the the twist, uh, we realized that that was the moment where Gabriel woke back up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so then, uh, you know, like Madison doesn't go to the hospital, which, you know, can basically be explained by. You know, if they did, there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, if, um, <laughs> if, if they did, there wouldn't be a movie. And, and also. Yeah. She's afraid of her and, and abusive kind of, husband. She's yeah, locked she's herself in a room. Yeah, she's kind of trapped in the room a little bit. Yeah. Um. But so she's, uh, you know, she's she's holed up in the in the bedroom. He goes and sleeps on the couch, uh, which then we start to get much more of the, uh, you know, evidence of how good of a visual filmmaker James Wan is. Um, where he's the way he's lit these 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 scenes at night 
uh you know the i think lee was the one who mentioned like mm -hmm. his nighttime color palettes yeah. Just, yeah i've got a note here about that and Just, the way James he moves Wan the camera the master yeah yeah oh and the camera movement's phenomenal but so yeah just his his whole his whole use of color shadow and cinematography in night scenes mm -hmm. is unparalleled Juan yeah, is absolutely. the master of that absolutely um but so then uh we get the first kind of quote-unquote haunting moment um where uh you know he's he's asleep on the couch he wakes up here's here's the blender going off in the in the kitchen um he goes in he turns off the blender the fridge behind him opens up and it's like, what the heck is going on? There's, there's something spooky happening. Uh, I think he turns back to the living room and we see in the, or no, I'm sorry. The TV starts turning on. We see in the light of the TV, a figure on the couch until he turns on the lights and there's nothing there. Um, but you see, you see the couch cushion rise back up as if somebody just got up off the couch. Uh, and then, yeah, Derek immediately gets got uh, in a pretty gruesome way. Uh, our, 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 our hero Madison wakes up with a start, goes downstairs, finds her husband with his head, like, twisted around, and then this, like, you know, Japanese horror ghost kind of, like, rises up. It's all stringy hair and backwards limbs, and it just, like, charges at her. Yep. Um, yeah, and that, like, that's, that's our first haunting moment. Then we cut to, uh, the police show up. We get our introduction to our, our our cop duo, you know, which is a pretty pretty much a mainstay of these kind of horror movies, right? Like like B horror, you're gonna have some investigators checking out the place. Uh, the uh, the lady cop is like the first one to start piecing things together. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's immediately like, "Hey, uh, the neighbors say that the husband beat his wife, so that's motive." And the the dude cop is just like, "Nah, can't be." Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, all right, well, cool. It's um, like, yeah, she's got a point. Yeah, she definitely has a point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then uh, Madison ends up at the hospital. Um, they, you know, they, I, I don't know why they didn't check her out for concussions or, you know, figure out like, oh, hey, there's crazy shit going on in the back of her head. But whatever, I'm, I'm willing to uh, overlook that kind of stuff. Uh, but she, she loses her baby. Um, and we meet her, we, she loses her fourth baby, and we meet her younger sister. Um, I think her name is Sydney? Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, like, they, they've become a little estranged because the abusive husband. Um, but she's immediately like, I'm gonna, you know, take care of her now and, and help her out and, and, you know, all... All of that good sisterly stuff. Yep. Uh, but Madison is always a little bit distant from her and kind of just like tries to, to go her own way. This is all the first like 40 minutes of the movie. Right? Not even like 20. This movie is like, it packs so much in very, it, yeah, very, it, very fast. It's, it's a two hour movie, which initially we were we like balked at because it was like, oh God, oh it boy, could be. How are they going to do this? Yeah. yeah, this could be such a meandering, but no, I mean, they do it by just, packing it full of content yeah, yeah. not so, a wasted minute no yeah. absolutely not um so then uh madison uh goes home and she's she's operating under the assumption that this is a home intruder right somebody has gotten into her house so she's she's trying to like board her up like you know board up her windows and like oh no actually she has her second haunting attempt i think at that point where yeah. we see him we see him in the um uh in the street lamp 
yep. uh, like under under the street lamp in the street. And then uh, we get this absolutely glorious shot where she's getting chased through the house and it's all top down. And like she as she's running because, yes. um, yeah, she she for some reason did not lock her front door or any of her doors, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, whatever. Uh, and she's going around locking everything, closing all the windows, shuttering everything. But then, oh, my God, the back door is just open. She goes and she locks it and she like, you know, tries to run away, but then it opens again. And it's just like, oh fuck, I'm out of here. Um, so yeah, she we we get this absolutely beautiful top-down shot, which uh I remember I commented while we were watching that this was the kind of shot that hereditary was missing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because hereditary takes so much uh kind of like visuals and and like you know thematic stuff from the the dollhouses that the mom is creating that it was like kind of a weird missed opportunity that this they didn't do some sort of like faux miniature work with the uh with the film with the like cinematography so anyway uh then uh sydney sydney's still trying to like reach her sister and and be like i want to help you out i want to help you out and then we get the reveal that like madison reveals to her sister that like the reason I'm so upset about all these miscarriages is because I wanted to finally have a blood connection to somebody. And she reveals that, that her, like she is not her blood sister, that Madison was adopted. Um, and that's kind of, I think the transition into the next part of the movie where it becomes more of a like psychological thriller type horror. Cause, yes. cause initially it does. And uh, initially it does this thing where it's like a paranormal, uh, you know they're kind of faking you out a little bit where it's a it's a paranormal horror movie right there's there's a there's some sort of creepy uh supernatural element that's stalking this woman in her in her house right but then then we get that reveal and it slowly starts to transition to this psychological horror of where you start realizing that oh it's actually something with madison and this is this is where i think less astute you know less horror obsessed folk might be taken in but like in we we had already figured out that it was going to be a a parasitic twin in the paranormal horror part yeah so this 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 part kind of lost a little bit of the mystery but like the filming for it was still so good and it was it was fun trying to 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 figure out if there was evidence to support our 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 yes yes and there was (laughs) Uh, so I don't know if one of you guys wants to continue with the uh, summation. Yeah, so basically, like we, it it starts going into a more psychological horror thing with with elements of like slasher and and giallo lighting and 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 oh fucking my god, yes, everything where it's just like and and weird fucking crazy Silent Hill esque CG visuals where yeah. where like Madison will just be doing something in her home. And all of a sudden, she sees, mm-hmm. like, a vision of some other person that she's never met before, as far as we're aware. Yes. And all of a sudden, the entire room around her starts to just basically dissolve and reform. And we oh. see Gabriel step out from behind her, or some, some equivalent, and, like, mm-hmm. approach this would-be victim... And mm-hmm. while Madison is just staring and screaming in horror at 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 just watching this this person get get basically brutally murdered in front of her, and she has no way this to is, figure this out is... like or to, to to stop it. Yes, this is essentially the uh, 
the part of the Bye Bye Man where he goes to the library to research the Bye Bye Man. Yeah. Um, except actually done well by a competent screenwriter and director. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did not have a single library research scene in this whole film. Yeah, no. yeah. But, but this is basically the part where you're starting to get more and more clues as to the identity of the, the killer. And yeah. basically it's starting to point back to Madison. Yes. Um, so, you know, like you, you're, um, you're having these basically like what we learn later uh, is that Gabriel is killing off all of the people who were responsible for removing him from Madison. Yes. Um, and so essentially there's, there's three doctors that treated him. And then uh, the first thing he does uh, when actually, yeah. So uh, the transition where she says I'm adopted, actually we cut to the Seattle underground tour guide. Forgot about this. Yes. And uh, you know, like at the time, like we didn't really think anything of it. And then like, basically essentially she's, she's giving a tour. We see the lights flicker and uh, you know, we're like, Oh shit, she's going to get kidnapped. Um, and he, or she's going to get killed. But he kidnaps her instead and like holds her in this like creepy room. Um, and uh, essentially this was such a brilliant clue because literally James Wan has the main character say, like confess to her sister, I'm adopted. And then we fucking cut to her birth mother yep. without any of us knowing that at the time. Yeah. It's, it's so brilliant. So yeah, Gabriel has essentially been like, kidnapping and torture or kidnapping and torturing and murdering anyone who is remotely responsible for making him quote unquote making him the monster he is today yes right um so he he kidnaps his birth mother because she gave him up to this hospital to be experimented on for eight years um he kidnaps or he he murders he straight up murders all of the doctors um and then you know he's also kind of like going after the cops in some way to like kind of stop them from finding shit out and he, uh, or and he, at least when they're on his trail and he wants to go after uh, madison's sister sydney because but, sydney is response sydney's birth is basically mm -hmm. what's responsible for him initially getting sealed away when he was a kid because madison yes. didn't need him anymore because yes. she now had a proper she sibling had, yeah. yeah now yes. this is a perfect time for me to bring up what a fucking monster Gabriel is right. The birth of little Sydney is what pushes him back into uh, Madison's psyche. Mm -hmm. It's what keeps him repressed for so many years. And then as she starts trying to get pregnant as an adult, her miscarriages are being caused by Gabriel. Yeah. Who mm -hmm. is siphoning their life force and growing stronger. Yes. Motherfuckers getting free stem cell research <laughs> inside of Madison's body and just slowly growing stronger mm -hmm. until after uh until after Derek smashes her head into the wall, he's yep. gained enough strength and that was his wake up call. And that, that's yep. that's another thing too. Like earlier on I I I think it was after Lee made his his call that you know like maybe it would like it was a uh, a fetus that, that that has come to life and is killing people basically mm -hmm. you know I, I was making a joke like we, we we were joking about like fetus strength or something like that yes we're yes talking we were awful, awful that people. line was we haven't had a good uh we haven't had a good evil fetus movie in a while yeah, yeah and yes. i was and like I, oh I yeah i hope about, it is 
I made a joke about Madison having the power of a full-grown woman and a fetus. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I I started joking about like that South Park episode of stem cell research with Christopher Reeve and how yeah. like oh he's gaining power because the the the, the stem cells shit and it's like the movie literally did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like God damn it, <laughs> but I loved it. Yeah, our our villain spends uh, a few years eating unborn fetuses to gain their power. Yep. So that he can finally reemerge and awaken yep. his his psionic potential. Yeah. Yeah. So. What but, the fuck? But we're uh uh we're burying the lead a little bit because the 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 best twist of of this movie uh is when we finally get the Gabriel reveal. Yes. So so <laughs> yeah. So essentially, we have this this slow buildup of his, him murdering the shit out of out of you know everyone, and then uh. There's also this kind of like red herring of, oh my God, it's Madison. It's something in Madison's psyche. It's it's what I predicted initially where like, oh, like she's got this imaginary friend who's, you know, taking control of her body or something like that. Uh, and they have a, a, a hypnotist come and try to like reawaken her memories. Uh, and we see, um, we see a flashback of her uh, almost killing her sister. Uh, her unborn sister yeah yeah her unborn sister because essentially gabriel tricks her into thinking she's gonna go cut a slice of birthday cake and but we we room dissolve to she's standing over her mother her pregnant mother with a kitchen knife yeah just ready to cut into her pregnant belly and it's like oh shit um and then at the tail end of this uh you know this hypnotist session uh, we see shots of the woman, the, the her actual birth mother, that we don't know yet. Uh, the woman in the attic... <laughs> shit. I, I, sorry. The woman in the creepy room cutting herself free and then falling through a bunch of floorboards, and it turns out she was in the fucking attic of Madison's house the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my god. And so that's the point where, obviously, Madison gets arrested because they're like, okay, well, she did it right mm-hmm. but we looked at the runtime and we're like there's still 40 minutes left we got a, we got a, we got a third twist coming yeah <laughs> um and so so yeah that's that's essentially the transition to the third kind of like phase of this movie we go Which from is psychological ch- horror to like john wick yeah oh my god it's insane to like action horror so literally um and we had a little taste of this when uh uh the main detective k yeah, okay. Kakawa, something like that. Yeah, Kakawa. Um, yeah, yeah. He where he's he's chasing Gabriel uh, after uh, he had just murdered the third doctor. Oh, um, oh, he's chasing Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this guy is like unstoppable. This, this so motherfucker Gabriel, doesn't give a fuck. Gabriel is a little parkour monster. He's mm-hmm. great. He's all over the place. Uh, Agent Kakawa is just fueled by adrenaline. <laughs> And a blatant disregard for his own physical well-being. Yeah. Motherfucker gets down to a fire escape, looks like six stories down to Gabriel escaping, and goes, you know what, I'll wing it. And Darby <laughs> Allen coffin drops off the top of the of the fire escape onto a trash dumpster. God, it's so Rolls up, like, dislocates his shoulder. He's like, no, nah, I'm fine. I got this. And keeps up the chase. Hell this yeah. movie, I gotta give props, because in, in movies like this, incompetent police is mm-hmm. is a, it's almost a trope at this point yeah usually yes. the police have no or, idea what the fuck they're doing 
or the cops like just straight up don't believe the person yes. for, for forever and you're just like oh this is so typical this you know? movie has a very astute police force yeah mm-hmm. except for mm-hmm. kakoa dropping <laughs> six stories off of this fire escape yes speak, speak yeah, i mean i mean the lady lady cop figures it out immediately she's like let's arrest the bitch and oh yeah like, agent regina was on top of it she's like this is some yeah. bullshit so let's... yeah brief yeah. brief side thing apparently mm-hmm. all of gabriel's walking and running None of that is CG, and that was a Ukrainian actress who is also a professional dancer and contortionist. So once fuck again, yeah. got f- thank no. fuck on 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 practical effects. That was yes. practical. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And, I know, right? And on a side note too. Movie of the year. And on yeah, a side yeah, on a side note too, Cat. And I, uh-huh. I I just realized this now when looking it up. Gabriel's voice is Ray Chase. <gasps> no. Yes. amazing yeah it's beautiful it's it like there's definitely some cg enhancement and like something like especially like crawling on the fucking ceiling or some shit but like there's a a couple of shots where you can i mean you know if you're if you're very learned about cgi and and have a good eye for spotting it you can see it uh i don't think it's like as obvious as you know some of the more atrocious cgi we've seen recently yeah um but you know it's still yeah it's there it's there, it's they, there. They, you know but like you use it as a tool right you enhance you enhance, enhance something stuff. where so you know that like not even a ukrainian gymnast can contort their body like that so we're just gonna we're gonna push it a yeah so <laughs> M- madison is arrested and is thrown mm-hmm. in a giant holding cell and oh <laughs> yes. wait hold on first we get the interrogation scene where yes. uh gabriel like makes himself known to the cops Mm-hmm. Oh, through and, the phone. and also at this point we are still kind of going off of the supernatural a little bit yeah. because Madison's name for Gabriel, it, like that she will refer to him as 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 a child and as uh you know at, like as an adult, uh, is the devil. Yes, and and Gabriel Gabriel keeps calling her Emily. Um, yes, and and Sydney the sister uh, has managed to track down the the, well, the facility well, first, first actually the first the cops are the ones who figure out that she's emily the cops that's, figure out that she's emily but also get i'm just saying that gabriel keeps calling her emily and she's like that's yes, not true. my name true 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 but the but the cops are the ones who are like hey we we looked through uh dr weaver dr weaver's like medical records and we think that you are this girl because they like have a photo of her and aged her up and it looks yeah. exactly like madison mm-hmm. um and yeah but so the yeah the sister this is when the sister kind of becomes the the detective force and yeah. she drives all the way to this you know the house on haunted hill and uh uh goes through all of their like old records and find finds a bunch of old vhs tapes about the patient emily may um and we learn like the full backstory now and um, we and we see the full gabriel and oh all God, his disgusting yes, glory He's really, he's got little, little like deformed arms that he can move. And he, he looks like a, uh, um, he kind of looks like the, the, the sink fetus from, uh, PT, uh, PT. Yeah. yeah. All he's, grown he's, up. He's got, yeah. All grown up. Uh, yeah. He's got a very, a very freaky look to him. He's, he's very, uh, underdeveloped and he, but he's like, he's, he's still big enough. Like he's growing off of the back of her, her head and her back. Yeah. Like he's, he's got two, two somewhat functional arms uh, like you know a chest or like a like ribs and like like you know a face uh and we we uh 
yeah god we learn through well we learn first of all that the the backstory of her her mom uh where she was uh she was raped and then gave up these the you know these children uh to this institute mm-hmm. and um you know they're they're just like and this was i think probably you know we kind of mentioned it while we were watching like where it wasn't an immediate turnoff because that's kind of uh uh, one, it's kind of a staple of B horror movies that this kind of, you know, like a horrible act creates a horrible monster. Right. Um, and two, that uh, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't overly focused on. It wasn't glorified or it wasn't shoved in your face. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like a grotesque kind of thing. It was yeah. a, you know, this horrible thing happened to a little girl. Her parents weren't supportive of her at all. Um, and you know, then essentially her. Uh, her her baby was a monster mm-hmm. so she's just like you you know yes i'm giving it up to this this institute where they're going to experiment on this this these children essentially uh for years so yeah we see we see uh serena is the mom yeah serena may so we get the we get the reveal then that the, the tour guide that was kidnapped in the attic uh was her mom uh her birth mom and she's now in the hospital, uh, recovering from being in the falling three stories, I guess. <laughs> and um, yeah, we get this we get this great sequence told in in these VHSs where Doctor Weaver is explaining what Gabriel is that he's a uh, he's like a, a super advanced tetranoma, I think. That's what it's called, tetroma. Yeah, tetroma, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where where it's it's you know it's a tumor with eyes and and teeth and and hair. Uh, that's that's you know essentially the the result of a failed twin absorption in the womb uh and yeah like he you know you see you see them experimenting with like can he see things and relate to madison and he can like they're showing him pictures of things and madison's the one saying like this is what it is so they kind of they kind of reveal that he can he can control what madison sees mm-hmm. or he can like yeah and and that's sort of that's sort of our clue of like oh shit he's been acting this whole time and that's the 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 weird silent hill sequences madison has been experiencing is is his sort of like control over her failing a little bit um where he he kind of like keeps her in these mental prisons while he goes a killing and then uh yeah but but he can't like she's stronger than him right uh so then uh after that glorious opening scene uh the doctors decide okay we're gonna we're gonna cut out the cancer we're going to remove the, the the tumor from her so she can live a normal life and they they cut off all the extra parts of um of gabriel and but they can't remove all of him because uh they share a brain and cutting out part of him from her brain would would kill madison or give so her serious kind of like, brain damage yeah yeah so they just kind of like shove him in the in her skull just get just in like there seal him yeah, up get, get yeah, the, yeah. Get, yeah they, they basically push his face into yeah, her skull yes yes yeah um yeah, and that's 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 just great. So uh, yeah, nobody nobody would be bitter about that for sure. <laughs> yeah, and and then we uh we 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 cut to her in a massive like holding cell, as mm-hmm. opposed to like an individual oh, oh, cell, yeah. uh, and it's just it's filled with with all sorts of of ruffians. One of them whom is play, apparently played by Zoe Bell, and I I couldn't yep, even recognize one Zoe her. Bell. Oh what? Uh, yeah, yeah, and the then, man blonde one. The one oh, okay. one looks like straight out of a fucking 70s black exploitation flick Foxy Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah. like yeah like, yeah it, it's, it's 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 yeah it was pretty uh 
pretty goofy. Like pretty honestly, goofy. Yeah. And then um, they, but like that, that fits so well. But yeah, and they're all jerks to her. They're like calling her country club and like princess uh, uh, and all sorts. You know, of other I mean, shit. it's but like it works. It works really well in this movie because it's fun. But like also, you're sitting there like she looks real fucked up and real like. She's got this like thousand yard bug eyed stare of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I wouldn't fuck with that. Like, don't you guys don't fuck with crazy if you're in yeah. prison. <laughs> like, yeah, but then the, um, then it gets to the point where they just immediately start just physically attacking her. Yeah, just like beating her, and the guards don't do shit. Guards aren't even fucking there. No, not at all. And oh my god, like that's when we get the most glorious transformation sequence. Yep. Where fucking, Gabriel oh. just pushes his face out of Madison's skull. Yep, she like she like rips out. Of, she like rips through her hair, and we just see this like yeah, like and he and he like like I don't even know. Like it almost sounds like he's like breaking her limbs or like he, like yeah, he popping her shoulder his face out through her skull. Yeah, and then makes all of her joints kind of twist around to accommodate what he needs to operate. Yeah, backwards. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's this grisly, unsettling transformation sequence. While like all the all the other prisoners in the holding cell are losing their shit watching this happen. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's when you realize that this movie is about to enter a very unique third act. Yes. Yeah. Like holy shit. Then Gabriel and- starts fucking slaughtering every. Everything. and it's 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 beautiful it's so it's v- so violent and intense and and crazy we were making comparisons to like oh gosh uh well i mean i know we made the joke about equilibrium just like give two guns v for, v for vendetta, vendetta uh john wick. Know, matrix john wick like yep. all of those kind of like yeah and and it, it's so cool because it's it's you know it's that it's that trope but it's done with somebody moving around and and contorting themselves like backwards the entire time. Uh, oh, and the cool thing is for for these action sequences now, you can see Madison on the back of his head. Yeah. Yes. So she's just like passed out, and but you can see her face as he's moving around, and you know I'm sure it's just a, a like a mask on the on the um, on the stunt person, but like. It's so effective and so cool. Yeah. Uh, and then finally the cops, like the, the fucking prison guard shows up and he's like, hey, <laughs> and Gabriel you're not allowed to kill 20 ladies. And no roughhousing in there, like, No roughhousing. Yeah. And then Gabriel <laughs> yeah. kills him and gets out. And then we get yep. another extended murder spree of in the, Gabriel. In the police station. Yeah, of Gabriel murdering everyone in the police station. And it's mm-hmm. this insane action martial oh god, arts so- gun sequence. Oh my god, you guys, we forgot to talk about the dagger. Right. We forgot the weapon. So so when he goes to, to, to kill the first person, the, the Dr. Weaver, Dr. Like, Weaver, when yeah. we're first introduced to her, there's like an establishing shot of her house, and we see this trophy. And I don't think any of us really gave any thought to the trophy at all. No. Nope. Period. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a good establishing shot of just showing, oh, this is Dr. Weaver's house. That's her name. Okay, we know mm-hmm. this. And <clears throat> he kills her with the fucking trophy. And then he takes the trophy home with him. And the the, the first sequence where he's like in the attic with the kidnapped woman, the, the, the Madison's mom, 
he's like using an like grinder and all sorts of metalwork tools to reshape the trophy into a fucking bladed weapon. <laughs> yep. He he, he converts fucking... this trophy like into a katar, like into a punching dagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is such a weirdly unique sort of visual that it creates. Like once he's got the blade, Gabriel has this really unique like appearance like an icon he's got his iconic look as as a horror killer mm-hmm. like long black coat the hair always over his face because they want to hide the reveal walking mm-hmm. in this really disjointed backwards manner with all of this darkness and blue lighting there's a gleaming golden blade yeah and it's just so perfect and part of that trophy is just the word excellence <laughs> yeah yep which it's- this movie certainly is. Yeah, yes. and, and and yeah, he, he starts murdering all the cops, and the cops are, like, doing everything they can to, like, shoot at him, and he's like, again, it, it's fucking John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yep. it's V for Vendetta. Yeah, it's... Gabriel Wick 3, Cerebellum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There you, there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Damn it. Thank you. And, and, like, there's even this glorious thing where like the 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 two main cops finally show up at the very end of the action sequence, mm-hmm. and yeah, as and, all of the other cops are getting just like ripped apart. Yeah, and then and there's there's gunfire coming from all directions because they're just trying to shoot Gabriel. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then yeah, the basically those two cops are like the two left standing. Kikoa and... gets his arm broken by a chair. Yep, and yep. And, and and Regina oh, gets her stomach slashed open. Mm-hmm. But, like, Gabriel backs off due to additional gunfire and, like, tries to escape. And, mm-hmm. like, Kakoa and Regina are, like, they're wounded and they're just oh, trying yeah. to get out of the fucking room. And Gabriel gets to the other side of the room and picks up a fucking chair and fucking Hail Marys and this goddamn chair. It. And it hits like, both Drew of them. Breeze tossing dimes down the, down the fucking field. It is phenomenal. Like, all of us, I think, busted up laughing. Yeah. Or, God, I, I remember I did. I was just like, what? I was, oh, he fuck? beans them with it. It's yeah. Really he nails them. It was it's not wonderful. a little chair. It's one of those big, like, sink into it wooden chairs. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> oak great. chair. God. Like, it's and wonderful. see, this is, this is the, this is the thing that, like, I feel, I feel like, because, uh, you know, this movie has been a little bit split in terms of critical reception and yes. in terms of audience reception. Um, and I think, I think this is probably where it starts losing people. Um, because, you know, like the, the three of us, this kind of shit is like our jam, right? It's so insane. Especially because it's done not just well, but it's done with sincerity and honesty. Yeah. It's not, it, it, he's not, he's not like, you know, making Sharknado, Right. Yeah. And he's not making, uh, you know, Alien Covenant, where he thinks he's being super sincere about how deep and you know, like, like, uh, thoughtful his movie is, but it's really just a bunch of B movie schlock that really fails at even that. This movie is like taking inspiration from so many, from Giallo, from J horror, from you know Stephen King, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi. Like it's taking, it's drawing from all of these different sources, and using them to create something 
refreshing. You can tell. Like, in, in a weird way. You know, and we talked about this when we talked about our Fear Street, uh, uh, our Fear Street podcast, where, you know, like, like essentially my feelings on Fear Street was that it was a watered down American horror story, right? Where it was, it's drawing from all of these different horror tropes, but not really putting them together in an interesting way. And that's sort of the difference, right? Like anyone who knows a lot about horror can mash a bunch of horror together and call it a movie, but only someone with the the skills and the you know the, n- like, not like the talent that James Wan has yeah. could make it or James Wan and his screenwriter could make it something that is actually fun and engaging even when we predict what's going to happen 20 minutes into the movie not not just that too but like you can fucking tell just like if even <clears throat> whatever whatever your thoughts are about James Wan and and his and his two conjuring movies and and the two insidious movies and and all that shit you can fucking tell he loves the horror genre yes. like like you can fucking tell he loves 70s horror movies and 80s yep. horror movies and giallo and body horror and sam raimi movies and stephen king movies and just you like there's a sincerity and earnesty of just i love horror and i want to take influence from like everything that i can man yeah mm-hmm. that's that's something that you need to keep in mind when you're going into this film is it's campy by design yeah this, this movie yes. is channeling b horror and not in like a derogatory way of like oh it's not good enough to be a no b no. has its own distinct flavor yeah yes. this and is this movie is yes. dripping with it this movie's self-aware mm-hmm. as fuck this is this yes. is a deliberate b horror movie and it's mm-hmm. not the Okay, we're we're going to try to make a bad movie because B yeah. B horror is not necessarily bad, but there are a lot of bad B horror movies. But yes, like, yes. E, like it's, it's it's such sort of sort of schlocky, like you know, out there weird bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and and James Wan is certainly no, uh, you know, this isn't his first rodeo. Dead Silence is a great example of a B horror movie. Oh yeah, like. It's it's fantastic. So if you if you like that kind of James Wan and maybe have been lukewarm on his more recent things like me, like this is a return to fucking form. It's it's just it it's it's so fucking insane, man. It's it's like I, I know you weren't like super keen on, on Drag Me to Hell, like you said last night, but it's like you can still tell yeah. like Sam Raimi. Like Drag Me to Hell was I, was was a, a passion thing oh, for him. It, there's a bunch yes. of Evil Dead in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I uh, like, I think I think my my issue with Sam Raimi and similarly with uh, it's kind of my same issue with James Gunn and his horror movies, mm. where at a certain point I'm like, this isn't scary. This is just gross. Like sure. you're just you're just you're being you're just being like a like you know weird pus leaking out of everything kind of like I rewatched. Uh, so you're saying you love Slither? I, I was just gonna say I rewatched Slither recently, and I was like, this movie's a lot more rapey than I remember, and like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, like you know, I'm just like, all right, I I I can like because I remember being very lukewarm on Slither. Like I remember there was like one moment that I remembered, and everything else I kind of like forgot about because I was just like. I didn't like this movie that much, and I rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh, I see what I forgot about." <laughs> so 
yeah, obviously, like, I, I like torturing myself, clearly, <laughs> with uh, a bunch of nonsense. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's finish it up with the end of the movie. So the end of the movie is, 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 uh, Gabriel is going to the hospital, uh, because he wants to kill his birth mother for... And Sydney. And, well, and Sydney, well, he doesn't necessarily know that Sydney's going to be there. Sydney's going to be yes. his final victim, but he wants sure. to, wants to get to the birth mother. Sydney and, and Madison are head, or Sydney's heading there to try to stop Madison. Uh, mm -hmm. Kakoa, since he only just has a broken arm, uh... He goes to he's, try to stop Madison. He's ready Madison. to go. <laughs> um, Sydney gets there and is like trying to to, that, to talk to the birth James, mother. That arm, James, that arm was just holding him back. Anyway. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And um, full power. That's right. And we get this great moment where where, where Sydney's stopped by a security guard, right? And the 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 security guard's like, no, you can't come in here. You can't come in here. She's under police custody. She's etc. 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 And all of a sudden, the electricity starts getting fucked with. So you can tell Gabriel's nearby. But all of a sudden, like, the, the dude starts, like, grabbing his chest in pain. And th this was when I was like, oh, my God, he has a pacemaker. And, like, right when I said that, he goes, oh, it's my pacemaker. It's acting up. Oh, my chest is burning. And his pacemaker literally fucking explodes in his chest, killing this poor fucking security guard. <laughs> As Gabriel comes into to the room... And then fucking, like, as, as Sydney's trying to stop him, he just fucking throws a hospital bed on her. And I'm just... God damn it. It's it's wonderful. Every time you think the movie peaks in the third act, no, it it finds some new way to keep astounding you. And then, yeah, Kakoa shows up and just immediately gets bodied. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's, yeah. he's not oh, dead, no. but he, he gets... He's not dead, but he's like he gets stabbed in the shoulder and is like knocked the fuck out. And he's like, you yes. take 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 yeah. take one Ga out, man. Gabriel Gabriel once again showing off that pigeon arm, yeah. just like fucking chucks the uh, the trophy right at him and just oh like, he, he really goes V for vendetta there. He throws Done. the dagger straight across the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it's beautiful. it's at this point Gabriel's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna basically kill like two birds with one stone and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like I get to kill my yeah. mo birth mother and also. Um, uh, Sydney at the same time, and yep. Sydney and Madis, like Sydney starts uh, trying to appease Madison or trying to appeal to Madison. Yeah, right. She's like telling, yelling at her to wake up, and we start seeing the hospital from Madison's point of view. Mm-hmm. And and the mom wakes up and is trying to appeal to Gabriel as well. It's like I shouldn't have abandoned you and mm -hmm. and all that and like you were my son. You were my son. And, like, the, this combined effort is basically what, like, wakes Madison up out of her her, her mind prison. Yeah. And she's able to basically lock Gabriel in to the same mind prison. And, like, you get this brief moment where the movie's trying to fake you out where it's going to be this nihilistic dark ending where Sydney gets brained. Gabriel wins. And, yeah. and the mother gets yeah. suffocated. Yeah, yeah. No, and they do a great job. Because, yeah, it's... it's uh, he... First of all, I, I don't know if you said this already. He chucks the hospital bed at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like holy shit! And then, and then he he like you know spider crawls over the hospital bed upside down to aim the gun straight at her head, and is just like taunting Madison with it. And then you see him pull the trigger, and Sydney's brains get splattered all all over the wall. And then he wheels around and marches back over to his birth mom and just fucking suffocates her. Yeah, and it's great. And then 
we get Madison's voice being like, ho ho, you thought you were the only one with superpowers. <laughs> you live yeah. in my brain, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, if, yeah. you ha- if you have these powers, I have these powers because yep. we share the same brain. Yep, yep. And she she locks him in his own mind prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's that the movie essentially just, the end of the movie. Mo- the um, movie just stops. Yeah, we well we do get a like no no no. So we do get a little a little brief um like reunion with the sisters. Uh, she's able to she lifts the the hospital oh, yeah, bed off yeah. of her sister because she's like fuck it. If Gabriel could do it, I could do it too. It's my fucking body. Yeah. Um, and she does it, so that's impressive. Um, and we do get a little bit of a, uh, like a happy ending because Madison kind of like, you know, is like, well, I'm not related to anybody by blood, but like, you are my sister, you know, like you, like, like there's, you know, it's, it's sort of a found family ending, which I don't know if we've talked about before, but, um, I've seen a lot of like a a pretty large substantial increase in that in media recently. Like the sort of found family narrative is like, I just saw Black Widow. And that was a big thing in Black Widow was was found families, um, right? But it was it was done in a it was done poorly in Black Widow because it it was literally delivered in the most on the nose dialogue of oh I thought I didn't have any family but turns out I have two and you're like oh my god like <laughs> shut up <laughs> um but so yeah like like yeah we get we get a brief sister reunion and then pan out to one of the hospital lights kind of flickering a little bit yeah or uh you know you, you hear the the buzz of electricity that kind of tells you that like all right well gabriel's not gone yep He's gabriel just locked is away. not defeated yep there's yeah. there's room for a sequel oh, um but I, I hope there is I, one i, hope I really hope isn't. we don't get one we don't need one yeah no. like, like i, I don't everything i needed to. i don't need yes. this to become another Insidious. franchise yeah i like I, I and the first Insidious movie I think does does a you know similar thing where it's like I, I think <coughs> the first the first Insidious you guys have both seen it right and I'm not oh, I, yeah. I I have not but it's it's oh. fine okay well I'm gonna spoil it for you James sorry it's I, that's um, I said it's fine it's fine go for okay. it. <laughs> the first Insidious uh has a a cliffhanger ending a bit where um essentially they they save this so like the sun is uh. Uh, it turned like you know the, the the reveal of the movie is that the son has been astral projecting, and he brought back something back with him. Like the house isn't haunted. The kid has this ability to astrally project his body when he dreams, mm. and when you do that, you kind of invite things from other planes to follow you, and like they're not always good things. And so he drew something to him, and it turns out that Patrick Wilson, the dad. Uh, originally had this ability as a kid so that's where the kid that's where his son got it from Mm -hmm. and so essentially the ending is patrick wilson reawakening that ability going into the dream worlds to get his son back and save him and uh the end of the movie is uh patrick wilson didn't come back it was instead whatever was kind of like tormenting the son decided to take over patrick wilson's body oh no um and we get yeah we get like a final shot of the uh of lynn shay's character her psychic character yeah like taking a picture of him and that picture revealing the the spirit that is actually now inhabiting patrick wilson's body and then she gets killed and that's that's Great the ending. ending of the movie that's like credits yeah um i think that opens up a lot more invitation to a sequel than this does 
Like, this does the very standard, like, you know, it, it's slasher movie. Like, the killer could still be out there. Yeah. Um, but I'm really hoping because I think this movie was just so fun and well-crafted that I couldn't see them getting lightning in a bottle twice and happy to be proven wrong. But I just feel like there's no, like once you get those, yeah. Once you get the reveal, it's just like, he's just another killer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So then it's just like, okay, we know it's Madison. So we just have to like save Madison kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I, I, I genuinely don't know how they could, could even try to make a sequel to this. Like, it with the same cast anyway like you yes. could maybe do hypothetically because presumably the institute had also like like more of a like a, a, a ooh a, like a, another a, another gabriel type yeah where where it's, it's the scp foundation yeah effectively ooh, where it's I mean, it's like that... a sequel in like in universe and in name but not necessarily with characters oh, you know what sure. you could you could not even call it Malignant 2. You could call it, like, something... Like, almost how the, like, Suspiria sequels are... Just have different names. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's it's following patients from this institute, but, like, you know, it, it's no longer a Malignant Tumor. It's something else. Yeah. Harlequin. There you go. Whatever, you know? Oh, something something creepy and weird. Yeah, yeah I, you, could, I could dig that. And you can bring back the same doctors and just mm-hmm. have them, you know, handling different patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You could tie that all together. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I could I could buy that. Although yeah, I, I don't in, hate in that. general in general I do hope that they don't they, they leave it well enough alone. Yeah. I think this was such a fun a fun romp and really goes to show you like, you know, what yeah, what a true kind of like horror auteur can do. I I, and, I, I, and I would Gabriel Gabriel has received a formal invitation into the B movie <laughs> horror Avengers. Hell yeah. yes. He's Led joining the Bagul. ranks of Bagul. Yeah. And there was, there was uh, a post credits. Yeah. There was a post credit scene in our collective imagination <laughs> where Bagul arrives to invite him to join. Yeah. To join the Avengers. It's it's yeah. it's Bagul, Tulan, yep. the Yaogwai. The Yaogwai, yep, yeah, the box. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yep. It's, yep. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. I think we said originally the puppeteer from from Dead Silence, but you know, I mean, like, I don't know how much James Wan rap we want in the uh, in the B more B movie Avengers. You know, and and also on that note too, like as I as I said last night, the only thing the movie was missing was Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> we need more Donnie Wahlberg horror. Oh well, yeah, that's who that's who the Avengers would fight in that movie. It'd be Donnie Wahlberg and yes. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I, like, look, I, I I know some oh. people also like to shit on like all the Saw sequels, but it's like. Donnie Wahlberg kept me going, man. <laughs> Every movie needs a little more Donnie. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg is is the cop. Oh man, it's good uh, shit. Also, also because uh, you know I can never get enough of ragging on Fear Street and how overrated it is. Uh, this movie pulled off what is almost three movies in one, yes. better than Fear Street pulled off one movie across three. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like, like it's just it's it's amazing what happens when you have somebody who actually you know, when you have a competent team in the writers' room and behind the camera. And 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 don't you you don't do like the stupidest most bottom of the barrel shit, and you actually stick to your rules, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know you you actually try to have fun with yep. with with the horror as opposed to just being like, here's licensed music, please clap. <laughs> 
Uh, and then yeah, you, we you got a little bit of licensed music in this movie, but it was it was not overpowering. It was not overpowering, and and more importantly, as I as I mentioned last night too, like that I don't know the name of the song, but you kept calling it out, Cat, every single time. Where's my using mind? It. Where's Where my, my mind? mind? They, yeah. it was a recurring motif throughout yes. the entire fucking movie. So yeah, and, it, the, and the choice of songs vary on the nose. It yeah. is. It is. It it was it was a little bit weird to me just because. That song to me is so iconic to Fight Club. Yeah. That whenever I hear it in anything else, I just, my mind immediately goes to Fight Club. Yeah. Which I think was probably an intentional choice here. Probably. Um, And also they don't, they, another thing, important thing to note is that they don't use any of the lyrics. It's yeah. entirely yeah. that, that, the like riff. Yeah. The like opening riff. Yeah. Which I'm absolutely butchering. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's. But, yeah, it's it's fucking wild and and better than Fear Street, better than Spiral, and and fucking way more satisfying than fucking Conjuring Three. Jesus fuck. Yeah. I'm still yeah. mad about Con. Like I I think I hate Fear Street, the Fear Street trilogy more, mostly because mm -hmm. it took up more time. Um, yes. Yes. But like the Conjuring Three is still like probably my most disappointing movie of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah for sure fear fear street i think i didn't have any expectations for same just because especially three, especially after that first movie where it was just like this is really bad yeah you know like i i don't like this at all and like uh, you know i've i've talked to some people who did like it now since and and they're kind of like they they gave me some weird excuses like oh it's a slasher movie it's supposed to be dumb i'm like but it's no. not a good slasher movie like, slasher like, movies like, don't yes, have slasher to be movies, dumb and and also yes, a slasher movie can be dumb, but like it still has to be good. And it's, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's there's like one creative kill in the first movie. There's like a couple of creative kills in the second movie, and then there's no creative kills in the third movie. Yeah, it's just like what like or well, no, actually that's not true. The third movie had all the dead kids in the church, so yeah, that the scene was great. Yeah, there's no reason that that those three movies couldn't have just been one movie. Yeah, and and the other the other thing too, like. Like, the Friday the 13th sequels are dumb, right? Mm -hmm. But the characters are still likable. Like, yeah. I, Crispin Glover in Friday the 13th Part 4 is way beloved by horror fans because of his, like, goofy fucking mm -hmm. dance and, like, people can relate to him. Same mm -hmm. thing with, like, so many different characters throughout the entirety of the Friday the 13th well, yeah, franchise have, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, you have at least one person that you can kind of relate to or yeah. you go full wish upon... And, like, that's the thing. I think, I almost think they tried to go full wish upon, where everyone's kind of just, a like, a dick, and, like, the main character is, like, well, no, that's the thing. They didn't, because the main character isn't a dick, but she also, like, doesn't do enough yeah. to be interesting. Like, they, the, the story just doesn't give her enough to do. Yeah, it doesn't. She essentially doesn't. just, like, tries to save her girlfriend, and then listens to a bunch of flashbacks, and then is, like, I know how to save the day. And that's it. And that could have been one movie. <laughs> yeah, it well, and that's the other thing too. Like, on top of likable characters and creative kills, uh, mm -hmm. they have a villain that has a presence that is interesting. Like yes. Fear Street One, there's like, there's no menace or 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 anything to that skull face killer because it's just some silent zombie killer. It's it's a knockoff yeah. Jason, and we find yeah. out it's one of like. 30 there's yeah. it's just a, it's just yeah, a with, horde of 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 undead killers yeah. there's and, nothing and, and unique james, to it yeah james Wan. as soon as as soon as gabriel gets that dagger like 
you know, and we start seeing him more as not just like a figure in the shadows or some, you know, creepy spider crawly thing in the, in the corner of your eye. It's like, oh, this is like an actual, that's how you actually make a, you know, a slasher villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You give him this iconic presence. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, that's your Jason and your Mike Myers, right? It's like, that's your Jason, your Michael Myers, your Freddy Krueger, your fucking Leatherface, Ghostface, Chucky. Yeah, and even if, like, even if some of his appearance traits aren't necessarily, like, distinct, like, okay, the long black hair has been done by, like, Bagul before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the the trench coat has been done by Jigsaw, but mm-hmm. then you've got this... I think I, I made a comment about how the, uh, the, the, the trophy kind of reminded me of, like, the pyramid head saw, or yeah. just, like, that shape gave me pyramid head vibes, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's, but, he's, not, he's not, like, 100% unique. No, but that that combination of elements together and with that golden blade, like as his iconic, you know, piece of of equipment, like Mm -hmm. he comes together into his own his own unique being. And Mm -hmm. that's so nice these days. Yeah, something that stands out from the crowd isn't just some, you know, CG supernatural force. Um. You know, the, the the jarring movements, which when you said they're practical effects, Jesus, I that's yeah. spectacular. Yeah. It's um, it's that's that's I mean, like if you like Fear Street, cool. If you like the Fear Street trilogy, cool. But it's like, don't yeah. don't don't tell me that you like it because, oh, it's a slasher movie. Slasher movies are supposed to be dumb <laughs> when it's like they can be dumb, but not also insufferable. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I don't I like honestly like I can I can see why people might enjoy the Fear Street trilogy because if you like American Horror Story, this is kind of more of the same. Yeah. You know? So it's like and American Horror Story is hugely popular. So yeah. I get it. It's it's that kind of it's pop horror, right? Where it's mm-hmm. the you know, people who I I don't want to say like real horror fans cuz that's really gatekeepy and stupid, but yeah, like right. people people who do more of a deep dive into horror and are more like you know my whole fucking aesthetic is horror right like i am i am a horror writer i do you know horror things in my downtime i play almost exclusively horror movie or like horror games and watch exclusively horror movies so obviously i have more of a like discerning palette for what i like just because i've developed it more right and that's that's nothing that's i'm not ragging on anybody who doesn't have you know thousands of hours of horror uh you know experience like i do right like it's just it's just as long as you're not ragging on me for not liking fear street because i'm sitting there i'm like i've seen this before and i've seen it done better a million times right yeah yeah and Um, i I also just hate the notion that it has to be done because it's slasher because Candyman, scream Candyman, nightmare on elm street the (laughs) original halloween there are plenty of really intelligent slasher movies out there mm-hmm. so it's like the stepfather the, yeah. the the first one not the shitty fucking remake um <laughs> fucking tucker and dale versus evil it just where yeah, it's poking it's fun of it and everything excellent. like that yeah excellent like yep. there's so many trick or treat mm-hmm. midnight mm-hmm. meat train my bloody oh, God, my, midnight meat train yeah like there's so many intelligent well-executed slasher movies so it's like it doesn't have to be dumb if you want to make a dumb slasher movie that's fine just don't make it insufferable but i mean if you again if you like fear street that's cool just don't be a dick about it 
not that um, not that anybody you 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 uh were speaking to no, is a yeah, dick. Yeah. I'm just oh, yeah, in no, general no, no. No, my stance was, on everything. Yeah, the, but they're the, out person, there. the person I was taught or the people I talked to, most of them were uh most of them were kind of apologetic about it, honestly, because like oh. I, you know, I'm I'm very much like I didn't like Fear Street, and they were kind of like, oh, why? I I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was just dumb fun kind of thing, and I'm like, I don't want to take away your dumb fun, you know? Yeah. Like everybody's allowed dumb fun. Everybody's I, allowed I dumb you fun. know, God, we like I, Wish Upon for fuck's sake. Exactly, and like I'm a huge fan of found footage movies, even though all of them are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's just like, yeah, they're dumb fun. I like I like watching them just because I'm like, yep, I know exactly how this movie's gonna go. Like literally, I'm just like found footage i just want to see some some cool some interesting creepy shit that happens some you know dumb I'm, kids getting their dumb comeuppance and that's it i'm that's a big fan want. i'm a big fan of 80s action movies especially the dumber the better yeah. like yeah. commando which the yeah. entire fucking movie is written in one-liners or fucking <laughs> goddamn the, the 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 invasion usa with chuck norris oh, death yeah. wish three where it's just no, charles I mean, everyone... brunson murdering everybody <laughs> I think everyone is allowed their guilty pleasures. Yeah. Uh, I just think that when people try to like, and you know, again, this is not against anyone in particular because nobody I've talked to who liked Fear Street is like, it's, it's brilliant. Um, they're just like, yeah, it was fun. You know, yeah. like I had fun watching it. Uh, I think uh, you just have to, like you have to have the wherewithal to like understand that it's a guilty pleasure and yeah. not just like, I liked it, therefore it must be good. Right. And I think a lot of people, maybe especially critics, don't quite get there. They're like, I'm a critic. Therefore, my opinion <laughs> is, carries way more weight because I can assign a number to it and people will believe right. it. I can, I can talk out of my ass and not even yeah. not even know the slightest bit of the genre. It's like, yeah, like that one thing you were you, you sent me of the, the reviewer for Halloween Kills where it's like the original Halloween was just ripping off a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no. And you're like okay <laughs> psycho peeping tom yeah like, black christmas right. like you could say there's a lot there's a lot of of films and games and and books and any form of media you can say that's just a rip off of this other thing and in some cases you might be right but yeah. in other cases it's kind of just like yes people are inspired by other things and that's cool. Yeah. That's cool when an artist says, oh, yeah, I really liked, you know, whatever. So I, you know, wasn't like when James Wan says, I like Giallo. <laughs> therefore, I made a Giallo inspired movie. Yeah. It's like, cool. Dope. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, it's such a superior ripoff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a ripoff of the New York Ripper. The only thing <laughs> missing was the was the duck voice. Well, excuse you're... me. There wasn't there wasn't a silly like <clears throat> girl who didn't understand what witches were until three old dudes mansplained it to her. Thank you very much. It's yeah. not a superior ripoff. <laughs> and and Kat, I I'm sorry if you forgot what what time you're living in right now, but you're not allowed to pay homage anymore. You're only allowed to shamelessly rip off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And stick yeah. licensed music and shit. <laughs> and talk about oh, the devil. True. Uh, kind of as a, like, sort of side thing or something I think might be fun to include in this podcast, uh, is because all of us are kind of, like, so familiar with, with different, like, horror, um, horror movies, I think maybe having, like, recommendations for if people liked Malignant 
where oh, to kind of find more in the vein of of this kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, one I have to start with, and it's it's something that it's going to sound kind of obvious for people who who already like listen to our ramblings. But you gotta you gotta see Sinister One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first Sinister is fantastic. Yeah, um, Bagul is a fantastic horror entity. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't quite go as like off the rails in the way yeah. that Malignant does, but mm-hmm. a lot of its a lot of its atmosphere and pacing is just what's sorely missing in horror these days. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I always got to throw a bone to Sinister it, One. It, yeah. it it does uh, a lot of the horror in that movie is conveyed through what you don't see and just through the perf- mm-hmm. like Ethan Hawke's performance. The mm-hmm. only the only and I I, th- I can't even remember if I mentioned it on this podcast or on stream or whatever. The only the only thing I, I don't like about that movie is just one shot of slow yeah. motion dead kids. Slow it's, motion it's dead kids yeah. jumping yeah. on goofiest, the living room furniture. Goofiest shit that just takes you right out of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that, mm-hmm. though, I, I, I really, really, really dig uh, Sinister One. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's... yeah. Uh, Gabriel definitely has some... Uh, some Bagul, Bagul vibes. vibes. They hung out in high school. <laughs> they drifted apart a little bit. Yeah, you know? but they they still they still send each other like Christmas texts. They 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 yeah, took they yeah. took. Gabriel's a little bit like thrown off by the whole like hanging out with a bunch of dead kids thing. But, yeah, you know. found Slipknot, <laughs> and Gabriel's like, "Man, what happened to you?" <laughs> yeah, in in terms of uh, be cool. I, I would be cool. Man. I would say in terms of a uh, a slasher movie. It is intelligent, and, and I briefly name dropped it earlier. Uh, that also completely goes off the fucking rails, uh, in 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 the most glorious way in the third act. No pun intended, but the midnight meat train. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh God, yes. Great yeah. movie. The, the third act of that one is, and that one, yeah, that one's a really good one where it builds up this nice mystery. And you just get this like really increasing like tale of like obsession and and you know that sort of yeah. like vibe of of you know, this gritty underground that the the main character is slowly peeling the layers back on and then it just throws you straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 also like a really 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 good performance from a younger Bradley Cooper. This is kind of back when right. he was mostly known as like douche bro from like Wedding Crashers and The Hangover and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's he's really good, yeah. And then Vinnie Jones is super fucking menacing as as mahogany. Oh, Vinnie mm-hmm. Jones rules. Uh, it's it's so fucking good. Um, Trick or treat, I would also recommend. Mm-hmm. But that, that's it's 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 a great little uh, great little Halloween movie that that isn't Halloween, you know. Um, mm-hmm. God. Uh, um, I think. I think if you're into kind of the, um, you know, the, the, the sort of psychological thriller aspect of like, oh, like, you know, is it the main character or is it this thing in their head? Uh, we, and we name dropped it earlier as like a very obvious influence for this, but The Dark Half is a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good film adaptation of the Stephen King uh, story. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's entirely anchored on, on um, Timothy Hutton's dual performance and, mm-hmm. and he yeah. is fan fucking tastic and mm-hmm. it's uh it's a george romero film which and you know most people primarily only associate george romero with the the living dead movies but you know he made a mm-hmm. few movies that weren't living dead related mm-hmm. and one of those yep. was the uh 
the dark half and uh mm -hmm. I, I it's personally my favorite stephen king novel and my my favorite stephen king movie mm -hmm. uh oh interesting but yeah yeah there's a i think there's also um in slightly more twisted in a slightly more twisted realm because it gets a little bit more um It gets a little bit more graphic on certain themes of like sexual violence and mostly the sexual violence. Uh, there's a Japanese movie that I don't even know if people would classify it as horror, but it's it's pretty horrifying. Uh, that has a lot of a lot of twists and turns <clears throat> and reveals similar to this. Uh, it's called Strange Circus. I haven't. I haven't. Either of you have heard of this? No. I, I watched it in high or in college rather, uh, and yeah, it's it's. It's pretty fucked up, but uh, it does have a lot of the sort of, you know, uh, reveals and twists and turns. It doesn't it doesn't quite genre hop like uh, Malignant did, um, but it does kind of carry through that theme of like family and, you know, whether or not like like the true identities of things and you know like. Yeah, it's, it's. Oh yeah, this this sounds deranged. I'm I'm looking up some info on this. Yeah, yeah, I feel weird recommending it. But oh I'm yeah, like, this is kind of what like I got reminiscent of. It's essentially, uh, I think the, like the boilerplate, uh, like like you know elevator pitch for it is uh, there's this novelist who's been writing these like horrifying stories about this this girl going through like like horrific abuse as a kid, and she's like a brilliant novelist, and I think she kills off the character. And it's it's sort of a bit of a mystery. Like she gets this young, this new young assistant, who it seems like is trying to figure out whether or not the young girl in the story is her. And yeah, it just it goes yeah. it goes places. <laughs> yeah, this no, this sounds interesting. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make a little note to watch this. this yeah, cool. yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be a good watch party. I don't know if we should necessarily talk about it on the podcast because it is very dark. Sure. Uh, but it is it's it's interesting. It's an interesting. Oh, I know. We'll save that for the double feature episode of Strange Circus and a Serbian film. There oh, you God, go. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, but that is that is like in the that's like the vein of it's. I don't think it's not as bad as Serbian film. I would it's hope pretty not. Bad. <laughs> yeah. But I like, would hope not. I oh. I'm that idiot. I'm that idiot who watched that movie twice. Oh my God! Because I watched it. Oh, I I got through it the first time mm -hmm. and I went wow that was fucked up and then like a couple of years later someone brought it up on Reddit uh -huh. and I'm like that movie couldn't have been as bad as I remember <laughs> and so oh. I went back and rewatched it and went you know what it's worse than I remember yeah I still I... haven't seen it but I have seen oh. Cannibal oh, Holocaust it's gnarly. and yeah. Cannibal Holocaust is mo probably Can the Cannibal second Holocaust most vile really... The yeah, second really well most known. vile horror film I've ever seen. The first I being have... uh, Solo. Solo. Fuck Solo. Yeah, Solo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Solo is still the worst. I had a, uh, uh, like, I had a period of my life after college where I had a friend, like, me and this friend of mine in Baltimore were just like, let's try to watch the most horrifying shit that we can possibly dig up. And yeah, Serbian film was definitely one of them. And uh, yeah, I completely have it blotted from my memory. That's how like That's awful good. that film is. Oh, your life is better off that way. It You're really not... genuinely is, and I'm just like, I don't like. Part of me is like, I should watch it again to like actually remember. But I'm like, 
I don't know if I have the strength anymore. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not 22 anymore. You know I, what I'm saying? <laughs> I just thought of another one, another recommendation in regards mm -hmm. to a, uh... Oh yeah. Serbian film is not a recommendation no, yeah, by the way. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but in terms, <laughs> just to make it clear, <laughs> in terms of a movie that is so much like heavily embracing and, and paying loving homage to be horror, uh, and also genre flips. Mm -hmm. Overlord. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it just yeah. it goes from like, alright, it's it's this World War II movie, and it, there's some spooky super like spooky horror shit going on, and then it goes full fucking Resident Evil. Yeah. Yep. It's I fucking love Overlord. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this what? movie is what the fuck. I got one more to throw out there. And I don't know how I haven't brought this movie up before, but I think because it's just so niche, like it, there hasn't really been a reason to bring it up. My old man got me into this movie uh, a number of years ago, back when I still lived with him. Um, it was one of those horror movies that they constantly put on rotation of like, you know, the premium channels of like, ah, you know, give the late night people something to watch. Yeah, of course. So this this piece of shit is called Reeker. Reeker. Re yeah, Reeker. Reeker is a slasher movie that takes place at uh, an abandoned truck stop in the middle of the desert. Uh, a bunch of people get stranded there. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the tropes, like electricity doesn't work, cell phones don't get a signal, all that fun stuff. They are stalked and systematically killed by the titular Re uh, Reeker, who okay. is a, he's a creature that is like in a constant state of suspended decay so cool the first indication that he's showing up is you just have the overwhelming stench of death and like you can't get close to him because like the power of, of, of his scent is too powerful and you just like get nauseated he can he can teleport he he's he's like a creepy zombie mummy man it's like it's the dumbest fucking movie <laughs> like he wears a gas mask because his own stink is so vile Oh my god. And it's like this movie. This movie's bonkers. And oh, for some god. reason, I just I had to watch it every time. Those damn slasher movies where it's like, this is like decidedly awful. I'm but sorry. Just is, the right kind. Is Michael Ironside in this movie? Michael Ironside says. is in this. <laughs> I'm down. Okay, yes, yeah, we're watching he this. Is. <laughs> Reeker kicks ass. It's it, it it fits perfectly in that vein of like this is B horror and they mm -hmm. know it. Cool. So uh, yeah, people go watch Reeker. Yeah. I'll also throw one more out there that I know Cat really likes. It kind of genre flips a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dog Soldiers. Hell yeah! I'll, I'll oh, give yeah. any excuse to talk about fucking Dog Soldiers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good, uh, a good fun B horror movie. Yeah, everyone it's... talks about vampire movies. Everyone forgets about good werewolf movies. Yeah, and it's, it's true. It's basically like aliens, but with werewolves set in mm -hmm. like an isolated yeah. fucking Scottish farm. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 fucking wonderful. It's 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 like what if what if the fucking uh, SAS from Call of Duty had to fight werewolves, and it's 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 great, and it has intelligent protagonists who just don't want to fucking die mm -hmm. and and beautiful effects for 2002 oh yeah yes. yeah yeah I, there's it's... a lot of practical stuff right a lot of oh, practical yeah. and it holds yeah. up yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the werewolf costumes are are fan 
fucking tastic. Yeah. And and they're they're they they look so weird and different, but still definitively werewolfy, and and mm -hmm. it makes it great. I love it. Mhm. Mm oh man, cool, good, good rex oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, malignant. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, watch it. Go watch it. I, I am, I am, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like pick a showtime where I think no one else will be there and go see this in theaters. Yeah. Like, Damn. like get one of those weird noon showings where I know I'll be alone. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have to go. worry about like the fuckheads out I used, there. I used to go to the theater at my, my, uh, my theater back in like my hometown in uh, Illinois mm. used to have like 10 a.m. showings. Oh, hell yeah. And fuck. Yeah. Like oh, you just, you go to the IMAX and you're the there. only one in the IMAX theater. It's awesome. You yeah, know, I just want, I, oh, I, I want to, I want to see Gabriel on the big screen. Yeah. On on that note too, um, uh, one I I watched uh one of the, I watched a YouTube channel that that I that I follow the Cinema Snob, uh, yeah. and and he did a review of Malignant and he liked the movie a lot. But one one of the he gave a little anecdote because he saw it in theaters, and it was only him and one other couple in the theater, and despite mm -hmm. the fact that the theater was empty, they picked seats that were like close to his and they were a talking couple oh god and so midway through the movie he's just like fuck this assigned seating crap there's nobody in the goddamn theater yeah yeah just go somewhere else just, just get, get out god damn yeah. it uh but yeah, yeah that's one thing i don't miss about movie theaters but uh i also usually only went at weird times sure gotta get that like 3 a.m uh bvs showing Oh, God. Get your discount. Yeah, that's that's when I saw Batman v Superman. It was like three in the morning with my sister. Fan freaking tastic. Oh, that's we just we riffed it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I it wasn't a uh a super late showing, but uh, the uh I think it was like oh it might have even been opening night, like at like eight eight p.m. or some shit. Me and two friends went and saw the movie Stay Alive. Oh, uh, the, the the slasher movie about you know like you die in the video game, you die in real life. Oh, um, that's such a piece of shit. I love that movie. It's so dumb, oh, but I love that I actually movie. Haven't seen it, I don't oh, think. then you need we need to have you see it. I think I think James and I are opposite ends of the spectrum. He I think he's in the fence on the fence of it's so bad it's great, and I I just think it's dreadful. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, I I think it's so much fun because of how stupid it is. But uh, my nobody else was in the theater right so again it was our own private riffing experience and my buddy greg every single time it was supposed to be like a suspenseful sequence he just started loudly scream singing the underground theme of the original super mario brothers so it'd just be like Sounds somebody like greg <laughs> so it'd be just be like somebody's like creeping through and is like oh my god they're about to get it and he's just like -na 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 -na. -na 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 -na. <laughs> and it's just this is mwah, chef's kiss uh, that sounds that. like greg yeah it's, awesome. it's good shit all right we we're we're, we're waffling and yeah let's yeah, let's get <laughs> out let's of give, here uh, final final concise thoughts on uh on malignant mm -hmm. james you want to go first um i was kind of hoping that we, we we'd get an evil fetus movie uh because yeah. we haven't had an evil fetus movie in a while uh stillborn 
Wait, I haven't seen Stillborn though. Just watch Stillborn. I will. Um, Good evil fetus movie. Uh, but sort of. In- instead, sort of. instead the movie went full dark half, and I love yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. And this is so far my favorite horror movie that has come out this year. Although, admittedly, I have not seen the new Candyman yet. I'm just still waiting for when it is streaming, because I am yeah. not gonna go to the goddamn theaters. Ever. Yeah. Not until the shit's done. Yeah. I want to find a way to send James Wan money without going to a theater. <laughs> yeah. Just like, be like, hey, your movie's great. Hey, your movie's <laughs> thanks great. For, thanks for listening to me complain all these years. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> thanks for saving all of my letters on your fridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think uh, Malignant was like exactly the kind of horror movie I wanted. Um, very much, I think, going in it with no, going into it with no expectations uh helped a lot um but i think in general the movie is just it's just really fun um it kind of you know like not only do you have elements of uh you know like 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 real deep cuts for for like you know horror movie fans of of you know decades past uh but but also it's just uh it's it's a it's a romp it's a it's a it's it's there's never a dull moment, and uh, you know you you will just you will have a blast on this ride, whether you're laughing at how ridiculous it is or just like you know shrieking at how horrifying Gabriel looks crawling out of the fucking uh, out of the fucking underground. <laughs> this is this this is the bonkers like infusion that the genre really needed right now. Um, All due respect to people who don't like it, who can't get down with the tongue-in-cheek nature of it. I understand. I feel you. And sometimes it's okay to be wrong. (laughs) Malignant kicks ass. Go watch it. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. All right, play us out, Saber. You guys gotta outro yourselves. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right, I'll go first then. Uh, so once again, it's the Attack Cat. Uh, we're probably going to be streaming more horror soon-ish. Uh, I got a lot of horror mo- or horror games thanks to uh, this this our our our, our main host goon um, sending me Murder House and a bunch Murder of House. Murder um, house, murder house, murder yeah, house. I'm I'm probably gonna be checking out Medium. Uh, I might go back and check out um the the uh uh the new content for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that's kind of just been on my docket for a while. It's just it's not very uh, October, uh you know, or Halloween centric. So I'm kind of like dealing more with horror now. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically gonna be it. Just gonna be streaming more, maybe the medium, maybe uh, maybe more mist, maybe more Nancy Drew. We'll see. Um, and definitely more mummies and ghost hunting nonsense with these two. Yeah, as always. <laughs> and this was uh, this was once again your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. Uh, I'm streaming over on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Valley Jester. Uh, we're finishing up, uh, actually, by the time that this podcast comes out, we'll have finished Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm going to be finishing that tonight. Damn. Um, and then we're going to be gearing up to switch into Halloween mode. 
Um, going to be doing RE2 Remake, uh, Blind Playthrough. Um, going to be doing uh, The Consuming Shadow, which uh, Sabre oh. was kind enough to uh, acquire for me. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to be leading up to the main event, which is uh, ideally uh, uh, on the day of Halloween, I will be playing Illbleed. Oh, yes. Will be wonderful. Amazing. Um, and I should have a new post up on my website quite soon, uh, leealdercreative.com. A mm -hmm. little bit of a nonfiction piece uh, entitled Ghosts at Every Intersection, which is uh, about my current journey in sobriety and recovery. So oh, cool. something, nice. to, uh, something to look into there, which is awesome. uh, a little exciting, a little scary, but yeah, very fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good on you, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, me, James, aka Saber0307 on Twitch. Um, you can find me doing a bunch of horror game shit for Back to Ghoul, because I'm the fucking oh, asshole yeah. who starts fucking celebrating Halloween at the end of July. Uh, and we're going to be doing, uh, horror games straight until sometime into November. Um, probably the... I, I, I'm not even sure if it's going to get roped into Back to Ghoul or not, but uh, this you know this year I think the first weekend, first or second weekend in November, uh, there's what they're once again doing Extra Life. I participated in that last year, uh, along with Cat and Lee. I'm going to be participating in that and raising money for children's hospitals. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah. you know that might be somewhat Back to Ghoul related. You know maybe a lot of Phasmo and Forewarned or or Left for Dead, Back for Blood, all sorts of spooky horror multiplayer games or whatever yeah it'd be a lot of oh, fun yeah. oh, more ba more back for blood will be really good yeah um <clears throat> and then yeah yeah that's that's basically it and then once once back to ghoul's done we're gonna be doing some more XCOM too oh yeah i'm gonna send all oh. you into the fucking meat grinder again oh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful yeah, me and Big Frosty are gonna fuck up all your missions yeah <laughs> and then at some point after after XCOM 2 uh it, it, I don't know if I'm going to hold off until January 1st or if I'm just going to roll into it straight away uh, just because it's the rest of the franchise is long overdue, but I want to go back to the beginning. It's going to be fucking another goddamn playthrough of Drakengard 1 because oh, I, I hate myself. Oh, James, God. James, I think you're forgetting someone very, very important. Who? We need to find out what happens in all the corpse party sequels <laughs> uh, well i mean yeah that, that that's gonna happen as soon as fucking walter's free walter if you're listening to this i miss you i miss you walter stay busy though i don't want to play corpse party yeah but yeah our our our, our himbo our himbo uh Stand strong. Yeah, yep. and speaking though of Corpse Party, uh, also for Back to Ghoul at some point, we're, we're the we're, we're not entirely sure like what what our next episode will be, but at some point in October, it will be the three of us along with uh, our friend Niku Senpai, yes, discussing the two live action Corpse Party movies and the Corpse Party OVA, and. Uh, at least see the seen the OVA. I think Niku's also seen the OVA, and he hated that. Uh, 
And I'm expecting all four of us will hate the live action movies, even though Niku does like the Corpse Party franchise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that should be fun. So get your ass medicine and butter up your poopers. <laughs> brace, brace your titty meat. Oh, brace your titty meat. <laughs> all right. So um, everybody take care of yourself. Stay safe. Be excellent to each other. And we'll catch you all on, on the next episode whenever that is about whatever. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye. The real found family was the malignant tumors we made along the way.